Welcome to the Stars Behind the Stars, which is the astrology behind celebrities. I'm your host, Penny Walters. I'm an astrologer and I'm going to use celebrity stories to demonstrate the real world manifestation of the astrology energy. Whether you're interested in astrology or celebrity stories, this podcast is for you. So joining me today, I've got Laura Henshaw. She's an international speaker, actress and artist who leads training workshops and seminars, giving people the support and encouragement they need to discover their true self-confidence and share it with the world via public speaking and videos. She's the founder of TNN Speakers Lab and the creator of the online training program, The Speakers Academy. Laura guides us to connect with our confidence and turn our ideas and experiences into powerful TED-style talks, keynotes, and powerful videos through her work. Her work is holistic, playful, and transformative. Her experience as a speaker and storyteller has seen her share her talks on stages in the UK, New York, and Australia. She's gone on to support others to TEDx stages around the globe and grow their business through the medium of powerful speaking. Welcome, Laura. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. (laughs) So we're actually going to be covering off about three questions for you today. We're just going to work through the process and see what we can find from that astrological perspective. We're also going to be uh, relating what we find for you across our audience as well and to see the insights that it provides to their life as well. And I do encourage you to share stories about your own life as we go through this. It's all good and well for me to be talking astrology, but I care about how the astrology manifests in the real world as the stories and events and experiences of our life. So that's what this podcast is about, which is the stars behind the stars, which is the astrology behind celebrities. First up, let me just go through your three questions just to set the scene around that. So we've got, is public speaking the best place to focus your attention in regards to your career over the next five years? So that's a career-focused question. We've got, will I live overseas in the future? So we're looking at your home. So these are all universal themes. And where is best to focus your attention for the health and well-being of your family? And that's a family-focused question as well. So again, all universal themes there. Now, we'd love our listeners to provide feedback on the questions and discussions via social media. And if you can use the hashtag StarLaura. Let's get into it. Let's look at the first question here. Is public speaking the best place to focus your attention in regards to career over the next five years? So I'm going to say, Laura, the next three to four years. Now, the reason I say that is that there's actually a major transformation coming up for you around how you earn your income and how you communicate. So I would say you're going to continue along this path for the next three to four years, but then there is that transformation. But communication in particular is really strong for you astrologically. So You've got the planet representing communication being Mercury. We've all heard about the Mercury retrograde cycle, I believe. Yeah. So that Mercury turns retrograde three to four times a year. But we all have Mercury in our birth charts. We have all of the planets, all of the star signs in our birth chart, including Mercury. You have it in the sign of Aquarius, which is all about finding your unique voice, your individual voice, which is a part of your journey in this lifetime. Yeah, And for you, that actually ties in really strongly with your career, your public profile is how you communicate, but in particular around finding your unique voice. So communication for you is really strongly, and I actually, I would be surprised if you were a quiet child, as in, you know, when you were born, I can't imagine that you were quiet because you were communicating from the moment that you were born, trying to find that individual voice. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I was actually quite a shy, reserved child. It wasn't until... Didn't of, fit in? Um, no, it was never that I didn't fit in. I actually, I, I fit in quite well, actually. Um, I always had lots of friends. I was just, 
quiet, just very quiet. I would, I would kind of just sit and listen and I would generally only speak up if I had, if I felt like what I had to say was important, but I feel like that was more around fear. It was kind of like fear of saying something wrong or getting into trouble, that kind of thing. And then when I got to high school, that was when I kind of like found my voice and became a lot more confident in saying what I wanted to say. Finding your voice within a group situation. So that's your Mercury in the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius is all about groups. You found your voice within that group situation. That's how that's played out for you. Because this is all about you having an individual voice to express and expressing it publicly. And that can be really difficult. Yeah. Standing out from the pack can be difficult. Yes. Yeah. That's why I do the work that I do. I feel like, yes, when you, all of the things that you're saying is, it all rings very true because I feel like it, it did take me a long time to find that individual voice. And that is why I'm doing the work that I do because I want to support others to do that a little bit earlier than what I did, but maybe it was just all in the charts. (laughs) Look, everything that happens in your life is described through the birth chart. You can only manifest what is in your birth chart. It's as simple as that, but how that manifests is up to us individually. That's, that's where our free will comes into play. But for you, being an individual in the way that you communicate is a big part of your journey in this lifetime. And finding your individual voice is really, really difficult. And it is really fantastic that you are supporting other people in finding their individual voice because that's been a part of your journey. Yes. And that's the whole thing I talk a lot about our spiritual gifts and lessons and for you your spiritual gifts and lessons have been around developing your own individual voice so you can then help other people find their individual voice because the the area in which we can struggle where we may experience pain for example is where we then have the opportunity to go on and heal other people so for you you are expressing the gifts and lessons of your life by helping other people to manifest their individual voice in a very public way because this does talk about you know being very very public so it's fine that individual voice but also expressing it on a stage environment for you you're doing it through public speaking you've done it through acting as well yes so it's all about finding that voice for you I think looking at your chart you have been screaming out maybe on the inside to be heard to get that individual voice out there Oh, yeah, I think that's true. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And expressing your voice can be the hardest thing of all. Like being individual in the way that you communicate is not easy. And I think because a lot of the work that I do as well, we look at where our habits come from in regards to voice and in regards to the way that we communicate. And I think growing up, I have a lot of strong male characters in my family they're all very very strong voices and very opinionated and so I think a lot of me trying to find that individual voice was also finding where I kind of sat within that or was I even being heard in that sense but you can only see that in hindsight when you look back and go oh yeah I can see that makes sense why I'm kind of struggling to be heard there and I think I've carried that with me along the way like you said, and it's about finding that individual voice and sharing it. It is, and you've carried along the way because it's a part of your training for what you're meant to do in this lifetime. You know, it's finding that individual voice, express that individual voice, helping other people to find and express their individual voice. So your childhood was training you for that purpose in this lifetime. 
regards to, you know, public speaking being the best place to focus your attention over the next five years, I think the next three to four years, purely because there is a transformation coming up for you around the way you earn your income, the way you communicate at that time. Okay. Wow. And it's quite a significant transformation. It's not just a little nudge. It's a, it's a really big it's a really big nudge you're going to get. Okay. Because you've got the planet of Pluto, which talks about transformation. It talks about death and rebirth. It's coming along to make very direct contact with your Venus, which is about money and relationships. So that planet that represents transformation is going to be putting a lot of pressure on your Venus around money and relationships. So both your money and relationships will go through sort of a death and rebirth. So they'll need to go through a death and rebirth to move into the next phase of what they're meant to be. So that's in three to four years' time. Does it give you any inkling of, as to what that may be? Or I guess that's part of the journey is, is discovering what that rebirth might look like. It's a part of the journey, but I actually think it's connected to where you're living because one of your questions is around where you live overseas in the future. Yeah. And I do see uh, change in the home. I've got you looking at moving overseas between July 2024 and May 2025. That's two, two, that's two to three years away. You're wanting to see if you'll live overseas in the future. So I do see opportunities for you to move overseas. But I do think that wherever you live will be connected to your work. Yeah. And you will find a home for yourself wherever you work. So it doesn't really matter where you're living as such because you will create a home for yourself there. I like that. Because moving overseas, that's quite a a big question. So moving overseas is definitely an opportunity for you to move overseas between, you know, July 2024 and May 2025, which is when the planet Jupiter, which represents all things overseas, that moves through the part of your chart that represents where you live. The reason I ask that question is because of the whole fact that I am from the UK. I've lived in Australia for the last 14 years with my husband and now my three young daughters. And there is always that kind of one foot in Australia, one foot in the UK, or it could be somewhere else. But it's always that kind of like, is this where my roots are? Or is there going to be a time where and that's why that I feel like that question comes up. It's like a repetitive question that comes up a lot for me. And it is like you're not with your family, you're here on your own as such. And that's the reason I asked that question. And you know what, no matter where you're living in the world, I think you will always ask that question because there's a particular placement in your birth chart that tells me very clearly that you have two homes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so no matter where you're living, you have two homes. That's so interesting. Yeah. So really? that feeling that you live with where, you know, you're here, they're there, you've got one foot in the door here, one foot in the door over there, I think that's probably your normal. Okay. You've got the placement of Gemini representing two in the fourth, what's called the fourth house. So every birth chart is made up of what's called houses. There's 12 houses. The fourth house in particular represents your home. You've got Gemini representing two sitting in that area of your chart. So you have two homes. No matter where you might be in the world, even if you're back in the UK, you'll still have two homes going on. Yeah. You know, Australia might be the second home at that point. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if a lot of people from overseas, our listeners from overseas, if they feel the same way around, they have one foot in the door here, one foot in the door there. And if so, maybe that's their normal. Maybe they're meant to feel that way. That gives a bit of relief and clarity around it. 
actually, because I think when you're constantly asking that question of should I be in Australia? Or I mean, I've been here for 14 years, but yeah, should I be in Australia? Should I be in the UK or somewhere else? Actually, if that's all, all in the birth chart anyway, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is, this is the way it is. There's no need to think, am I in the wrong place or the right place? Like you said before, wherever I'm working is where the home is going to be. Kind of, that's where I'm going to feel at home. And obviously where my family are, my young children. You will create a home for yourself wherever you are working. Yeah. And you will most likely always feel that you have two separate homes going on. And that's perfectly fine because that's the energy in your birth chart. You're just expressing the energy that is in your birth chart. That's all it is. Look, you've got the ability to create a really lovely home for yourself. You probably already have. And it's about creating, creating a home that you want for yourself. As opposed to the home that you grew up in, which served its purpose in whatever way, this home is about you creating your own home, you nurturing your own family environment to create the family and home situation that you want. And that's actually part of your journey in this lifetime. So we've got these placements in a birth chart, which are called the South Node and the North Node. They kind of look like horseshoe symbols. So the South Node talks about what you bring in from a past lifetime. It's things that you're really comfortable with that you just know how to do or all the stuff that's just intuitive that you're instinctual with. The challenge is, is to move from that across to what's called our North Node. Your North Node is sitting right next to the placement in your birth chart being the moon that represents the home and family. So the challenge for you is to move across to creating your home and family of your own choosing, as opposed to the one that's been provided to you from birth. This is about creating your own family, your own family, your own home, wherever you're working, because it's in the part of your chart that talks about your work. It's the sixth house out of all those houses we talked about. This is the sixth house, and that talks about where you work. So it's about you creating a home and creating a family life wherever you might be working. And I can see that you're very capable of doing it. You just have that feeling of being one foot in the door here, one foot in the door there. Yeah. I guess it's a matter of making friends with that feeling. Yes, yeah. It looks astrologically like it's it's very unsettled for you, like that feeling causes you to be unsettled and feeling unstable, but it's the feeling as opposed to the actual experience. Right, okay. If that makes any sense. So if I can make peace with the feeling, that's going to be a good thing. And and I think even just having that clarity is, is great. Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. It is about finding the peace with it and enjoy the spontaneity of living in different parts of the world as well and go where the work takes you and just make it a real focus to create that home and family life wherever you might be, knowing that you'll always have two homes wherever you are in the world. Even if you're back in the UK, you'll always have two homes. Did you have two homes in some way when you were growing up? Because this energy always manifests in some way. Yes, I did. Well, my parents separated when I was 14. But even before then, I always had my mum at my home with my family, my mum and dad and my brother. And then I also had a home with my grandparents where my brother and I had our own bedrooms and we would be there three to four times a week. We've always kind of had that two homes. And then obviously when our parents separated, we then had two homes because they were both in in different homes or even three homes because of my grandparents as well. So, yes, it has always been that kind of split energy, I feel. Yes. Yeah. That's not necessarily um, a bad thing. And maybe I've kind of taken that 
feeling but I remember having the home at my mum and dad's and then having a home at my grandparents was lovely growing up because there was always that support and there was always that other place to go to which was lucky we're very very lucky looking at the perspective as well like how lucky am I to have two homes to have Australia as a home and the UK as a home that's a great thing that's right. You broaden your horizons. A lot of people just live in the town they grow up in and they never go anywhere. They never do anything. They only ever have that one home. They haven't broadened their horizons, but you have done that. On the point of having two homes, you've always had two homes, as you said, but how it's manifest is different. But I think although you've had two homes, you probably had that feeling of being unsettled and you're carrying that in your life. That's the thing. You might need to make peace with that feeling of being unsettled from your childhood to then feel more settled having two homes as an adult. Yeah, that's really helpful. I wonder if other kids of divorce who have had two homes, if they're manifesting two homes as an adult and whether they're feeling unsettled as well. Something to make peace with, but you can make a really fantastic home for yourself. And this is the thing, we don't know that we're living with this energy. You, you need someone to look at your birth chart and go, okay, well, that's what it is. That's why you feel this way because it's in your birth chart. But you can create a very nice home in your life on a daily basis, the nurturing, making it a part of your daily routine to nurture your home life and to nurture your family life. Yeah. That's such a key part of your growth in this lifetime is to create that home life that maybe you didn't have as a child of divorce as such, but create it for your own family, no matter where you're living for work. Does that make sense? So it doesn't matter where you're living in the world. It's about creating that home, that nurturing home life, that nurturing family life, wherever you might be. Yeah. That's what's being asked of you in this lifetime. Right. Wow. And like you said, we do have a lovely home, but there's always that kind of, oh, I would like to do this better, or I'd like to, you know, I want to do this for the girls, or, and it is just making sure that they've got a really calm, nurturing place where they can grow and be guided and be creative and not that I didn't necessarily have that but like you said coming from a home of divorce there is that kind of lack of stability that you feel I want to make sure that they have that feeling of being stable and yeah great and that is your challenge to create in this lifetime but you're very capable of it you've just got to be a willing participant in achieving it but nurturing is so strong for you so when you were born the moon was in the sign of cancer so the moon talks about our nurturing ability, our emotions, our feelings, our home life, and being inside of cancer. It's a very nurturing, caring placement that you've got in your birth chart. And it falls into the part of your chart that represents your daily life, your daily routine. So creating those nurturing rituals in your daily routine are really important for how you need to grow in this lifetime. In regards to where you live, I know you're renting at the moment, but I actually do see you buying a property and you buy it before you make the move overseas. So you may actually end up buying here in Sydney. Yeah, okay. And then in a few years' time, you make the move overseas anyway. Because the planet representing the part of your chart that represents the home, because you've got Gemini there talking about two homes, and then you've got Mercury as the ruling planet of Gemini. So that progresses into the sign of Taurus, which is around how you spend your money. So how you spend your money is on property. Yes, okay. That actually moves there in October of this year. Oh, wow, really? So to me, that looks like either you'll buy property then or you'll start to actually make the appropriate steps 
to buy a property. So that might be when you start to look at a mortgage and put the wheels in motion around buying a property. Yes, yes. I wouldn't be surprised if you buy a property before you make a move overseas. I do think you will end up moving overseas. It might only be for a year because that's how long Jupiter will move through that part of your chart that represents all things living overseas. But don't be surprised if you end up buying a property sooner more so than later. And it's the feeling that you have around your home that needs to be addressed as such to get more comfort in living wherever you might be in the world knowing you'll always have two homes like you did as a child I feel like it's the stability aspect that you mentioned earlier now that you've mentioned that you've shared with me that I'll always have those two homes and that I can make peace with that and kind of go this is just be present in where I am and build that home and create that, which is what I aim to do. It's whether or not I'm actually doing it if I'm carrying that kind of energy with me. That's your challenge is to create that nurturing environment on a daily basis wherever you might be living. And that's a really big part of how you're meant to grow in this lifetime. So will you live overseas? You already are living overseas. Will you return to where you grew up as such? I don't see why you wouldn't. Whether it's a permanent thing is a whole other thing. But there's definitely the opportunity to live overseas. And when I say live overseas, it may not be back in the UK. And this is the thing because you actually can be quite spontaneous in where you live. Yeah. There can be sudden moves because the planet representing the part of your chart representing your home is in the sign of Aquarius, which is all about spontaneity. Things that happen suddenly, they change in an instant without warning. You might pack up at the end of this week and be living overseas next week, for example. You won't be. But, but for example, that's the energy that you carry in this lifetime. Okay. Don't go looking for the typical life that someone else is living. Look for the life that you're meant to be living, that you are living, and make peace with that and find a home for yourself no matter where you are in the world and where you might be next week and the week after that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's good to hear, actually. Because you're just manifesting the energy that's in your birth chart. This is the thing including all those feelings of being unsettled or all those feelings of being discontent. That's all represented in the birth chart. You're just manifesting it. It's just a matter of making friends with that energy. Right. Okay. I will get to work on making friends. (laughs) Get to work on making friends with wherever you might be living in the world at any given time because it could change at any moment. But then you just need to create a new home for yourself wherever you might be and put the energy into creating that nurturing, supportive home wherever you might be. That is what's being asked of you. Yeah, yeah. You would have had to do that growing up as a child of divorce. You would have had to have found a home for yourself no matter which home you were in. Yeah. I mean, when I look back on my childhood, yes, I see two homes, if not three homes. And with everything that's been going on with COVID, we haven't been back to the UK. And then obviously having the twins, we haven't been back for three years or so. But when we do go back, it's... And this is the set when I speak to other people who go back to their home country, you, you do feel split because you're running around trying to go to every home to see everybody. And then you come back and you're exhausted <laughs> because you've been from pillar to post, you know, but it kind of felt like that growing up, being pulled in lots of different directions. And that's your normal. I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's your normal. But even like the word you used just now that you feel split, that's also a Gemini energy. And that's the energy that you're living with in the part of your chart that represents your home. You feel split. Yeah, okay. Wow. So create a space for yourself in whatever home you're in and create that really nurturing, supportive space. 
I have done yeah. that here where I'm actually sitting now. This is my little space. I've made it all really lovely with my flowers and my little crystals and my artwork that I've put up in here. Like it's my little space to come and chill out and relax in or work in or yeah. do whatever it is that I want to do. And I feel like that is really important for me because if I look back, I always have a little space in each place that we've lived. And if I don't have that, I feel a bit kind of discombobulated. I'm like, oh, I need it. Yes. You know, not just the bed, the bedroom is in your space, but you need somewhere else where you can actually go and be yourself, I think, and relax and do all those things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and get the nurturing that you need to then go back out into the world again. I will say that that's been a challenge. I've got four and a half year old and almost two year old twins. So finding that time to nurture myself that's a challenge so it's now that it's come up I need to be making space for that even more so it's a priority it's a priority and creating that space for yourself will help to nurture your inner life yeah but it's about helping you have feelings of security creating that nurturing safe space for yourself will help you to feel secure wherever you might be living due to where work takes you these little things that we do are actually very important and they are all manifestations of the energy that we're living with in our birth charts. Wow. Will you live overseas in the future? You already are. Will you again? Quite possibly. I don't see why you wouldn't with this Jupiter placement coming up. Jupiter will move through that part of your chart every 12 years. So if you think back to what was going on 12 years prior, so we're looking at 2024 to 2025 when it's happening next, you go back and you look 12 years prior and what was going on for you around the home at that time. 2012, 2013, so that's when that energy was activated previously. We got engaged in 2012, and then we got married in 2014 in the UK. So we went over to the UK to get ah. married. But we came, we did the big trip, the move, in 2008. We got to Australia, so that's a bit longer than 12 years. You returning to your homeland may have been how that played out. So the fourth house that I'm talking about does have everything to do with your home life, where you grew up, so you travelled to your homeland. That would have been how it played out then. So that then suggests to me that when Jupiter moves through this part again in your chart in 2024 to 2025, I would suggest you would then return to your homeland again. Yeah, okay, all right. Astrology is the study of cycles. So if you look back at what happened during the previous cycle, it will give you a clue as to what's happening in the next cycle. You return to your homeland when Jupiter is moving through your fourth house. So I would expect you to return to your homeland again when Jupiter returns to move through your fourth house. Okay, I like that. That all makes sense. you just got to backtrack. You've got to have good memories to what was going on at that time of my life. Let's actually move on to where is it best to focus your attention for the health and well-being of your family? That actually does tie into what I've talked about with your moon, your moon being in Cancer, which is next to your North Node, which is around the challenge for you to move towards your North Node in this lifetime because it's not comfortable for you to do that. The moon and the North Node are two completely different symbols. And the moon symbol in astrology does literally look like the moon, whereas the other symbols look a bit different, most of them. They look a bit weird, but you can recognize the moon symbol. The moon sitting there, and it's right next to the symbol of the North Node, which looks like a horseshoe. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they're the two symbols. They are separate, but in your particular chart, they are together. So for you, your question is around where is it best to focus your attention for the health and well-being of your family? So the moon represents your family. 
the moon is telling me where you need to focus your attention and you literally say for the health and well-being of your family and the moon is literally in the sixth house of your chart which talks about health and well-being so even your question is manifesting this energy it's quite interesting where do you best focus your attention for the health and well-being of your family it's on creating a nurturing environment every day of your life no matter where you might be in the world okay and that is your challenge because it's next to your north node it's moving away from what you've known towards what you need to create in this lifetime. So you create your own version of a nurturing family. Yeah. Create your own version of a supportive family. What you want for your life as opposed to what's being suggested to you. So it's creating a safe space for your family. And because it's in the sixth house, the sixth part of the chart, it's about doing it as a part of your daily routine. So create rituals in your daily life. Just like you clean your teeth, it's a part of your daily routine, it's a daily ritual. This part of the chart talks about those same sort of activities. It's a part of your daily routine that you create that nurturing safe space for your family to feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's the challenge for you in your lifetime because you feel so unsettled within your home. It's overcoming those feelings of being unsettled to create that safe space no matter where you might be in the world. And then if I create the safe space and the nurturing rituals and feeling grounded, then that kind of all fits in together. and solves a lot of the problems. Like your second and third questions are quite closely linked based upon what I'm seeing in your birth chart. And it's not easy for you. I was going to say one of my, I feel like, and I don't know whether this is in the birth chart, I'm sure it probably is in the birth chart. One of my biggest challenges that I find is planning ahead. Because I've, I've got that spontaneous part of my personality, planning ahead for me, it doesn't come naturally. I don't sit, I, sometimes I do it, but it doesn't stay consistent. But I know in order to create that nurturing space for myself and for the girls and Jamie, that planning ahead is really important and I don't always do it. And then I get annoyed at myself because I've not done it. I'm sure that's probably in there. Well, it is because you were born with the sun in Pisces and the Pisces symbol is the two fish swimming opposite directions. Okay. So never quite know which way you're going at any given time. And that's a part of your challenge in this lifetime. Just understand that you are someone who is essentially two fish swimming in opposite directions. And that's the energy that you're living with. But Pisces is also about being visionary. So having a vision for what you want. But you need to be flexible on the vision. Okay. You do. You need to be open to the spontaneity because there is so much spontaneity within your chart, therefore within you, because you manifest your chart, because life can change in an instant for you. That's just the energy that you're living with because you've got such a strong Aquarius Uranus influence in your chart that life can literally change in an instant and you just need to go with the flow. And that's also your moon and cancer. It's about going with the flow. Just go with the flow with wherever you might be living. There's a lot of spontaneity in your chart because you've got the strong Uranus and Aquarius energies going on, which is all about being spontaneous and things changing in an instant. So that's the energy that you live with in your birth chart. Whether or not you want it is kind of irrelevant. What matters is that you've been born with it, therefore you've got to work with it. But there's a lot of energy in general in your birth chart that talks about you needing to go with the flow and just dealing with whatever comes up because things can change in an instant while still finding a safe space to create a nurturing environment for your family on a daily basis. You've got your moon in Pisces, which is a water sign, and you've got your moon in Cancer, which is a water sign. They're both very fluctuating energies. The Pisces symbol is the two fish going in opposite directions, so it's never quite knowing what direction to go in or it's going in two different directions at the same time. 
and the moon in Cancer, it's fluctuating. It's the crab that walks sideways. <laughs> yeah, planning probably isn't strong for you, but plan in the way that is right for you. Maybe you need to be looking at the different options. So look at the Pisces going in two different directions. Look at, okay, you've got a plan going for this direction. You've got a plan going for that direction. Okay. That would be a good thing for Pisces in general to do. And then you've got the moon in Cancer where you've got the crab walking sideways. So just think about if you're walking this way, what's the plan? If you're walking that way, what's the plan? So I would just say come up with two plans. That's a good idea. Then that also supports the spontaneity of your birth chart where things can change in an instant. So you've got this plan, but you know what? You've got this other plan and you end up going down plan B and that's all good and well because you're prepared for that. Yeah, because it's like I always have this two homes kind of thing that's, that we've been talking about and, and also the property that we were talking about. So one of the questions that goes around my mind a lot of time is, do we buy an investment property in the UK? Because then when we go back to the UK, we've got a home there that we can go to and then we can rent that out when we're not there and then we've got the home in Australia and it's kind of like that's two plans it's like that's the plan for when we live in the UK and then the plan for when we live in Australia is this other plan but then it feels a little bit overwhelming and then I feel like oh I'm just being what's the word I'm looking for Jamie says to me a lot that I am a dreamer and so that's where my my challenge lies as well is like I can have all these ideas and visions and dreams of what I would like to happen but how do I actually manifest it to make that happen? Well, that's the thing. As a Pisces, you are a dreamer, but you're also a visionary. Pisces is actually the sign, apparently, that has more millionaires than any other sign because the thing is with Pisces is that they can see, like they've got the vision of where they want their life to go. So you need to create the vision, but you probably need to have two visions. There's definitely transformation coming up around the home. The transformation is starting to happen now. I do think you'll be buying a property. I do see mortgage around you. I would suggest that you will manifest that. So have the vision for the home that you want to purchase. Okay. And go and ma- go and manifest it. This is great. I've got lots of plans to focus, visions to focus on. Yeah, you do. You do. And indulge in having multiple visions because you're the Pisces that's got strong spontaneity in your birth chart. Yeah. You need a plan B, but treat it as a plan A, two plan A's. Yeah, I feel like that makes me, it kind of makes me relax a bit because I feel like, well, it is. I'll obviously carry that energy with me everywhere, but it feels like it's wrong to have, it's silly to have all these crazy ideas or two visions or two plans, but why not? Yeah, why not? And you're just manifesting the energy that's in your birth chart. So don't fight it. Embrace it. Yes. Okay. I will. We did touch on the first question. I just want to quickly pop back to it and just revisit it. So is public speaking the best place to focus your attention in regards to career over the next five years? This is all about you embracing that individual voice, your own, and supporting others in their journey to find their individual voice. And I was just going to say as well, it's quite interesting because you've got this sun in Pisces, but it's in the part of your chart that talks about you making your first impression. The first house of the chart talks about your first impressions. You've got your sun in Pisces there, which suggests to me that you can be on stage and still not feel seen. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, I mean, it definitely does in the sense of I've been on stage so many times. I've been so many times because of my acting. But I've been on stage as a a, a lot, the most I've been on stage as a character in a story. I have also obviously been on stage 
as a speaker and as a public speaker, I've, I've been on stage in my own events, I've gone and been on stage on other people's events. And I guess it is that kind of letting, it's moving from that performance space of being an actress and then allowing myself to just be me and be seen. And it doesn't need yes. to be performance. It's moving more towards that. And I'm not saying that I'm not myself when I'm on stage, but I can understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Because when you're on stage, it's a different energy. It's a different vibe to what you are in your everyday life. But it's just making sure that you can do that whilst also allowing your true personality and your true self to shine and that is also what I do with other people as well that's what I encourage people to do maybe that's where that's kind of coming from yeah and it's interesting like you said you know you've been on stage a lot as an actor and I think as well you as a person are not seen when you're performing as an actor because you're hiding behind a character does that make sense yeah so that's the sun in Pisces in your first house so it's kind of making a dramatic entrance while still hiding your true self so that's the acting coming through, but then also coming through separately is that unique voice that you must communicate when you first meet people, but also that you do professionally. Yeah, absolutely. So we've had the opportunity to delve more deeply into you from that astrological perspective, using the lens of these three questions to go deeper, because the questions that you offer are telling me where you're at at the moment. Yeah. But they are ultimately a gateway into what's really going on for you underneath the surface. So thank you. I appreciate your ability to share your personal stories because that's what it's all about. Like the astrology manifests as real world stories. It's not just some weird symbolism on a screen. It is weird symbolism on a screen, but it's more than that. It does manifest as real world energy. We'll recap those three questions. Is public speaking the best place to focus your attention in regards to career over the next five years? I'll say next three to four years because the way you earn your money will change in about three to four years time. Will you live overseas in the future? I don't see why you wouldn't because you are living overseas at the moment. Therefore, you're manifesting that energy that this is a possibility in your life. I do see you returning home to the UK in a few years' time, like quite possibly for an extended period for a major reason, like you did all those years prior to get married. So it's, it's a repeat of that cycle, which we repeat every 12 years. So we look back as to when we might have had this major event 12 years prior. That's our Jupiter returning to the same position. It's going to create the next cycle in that story. Yeah, okay. And where is it best to focus your attention for the health and well-being of your family? It's creating that safe, nurturing space in your daily life as a part of your daily routine. And that's where you'll get your greatest growth as well. Right. Your greatest challenge is for you to do that when you feel so unsettled on the inside as a child of divorce as such, where you have two homes. At any given time in your life, you have two homes. Creating that safe space for yourself is the challenge for yourself and your family. Right. So I guess your challenges are such a, how can you express your individual voice? That's for yourself and our listeners. How can you and they express their individual voice? How can you feel seen when you feel unseen? How can you still be seen? And finding nurturing, like nurturing your own family, even when you may not have received the nurturing that you needed. Your family may have given you the nurturing that they wanted to give you, but it may not have been the nurturing that you needed. It's about you creating that nurturing for your own family that you create, that you wanted for yourself. So thank you for joining me today. It was fantastic. Thank you. I find it so interesting and so helpful. And the way that you describe it makes it easy to understand. Because I think I don't know that much about astrology other than my star signs. 
it's great to have somebody like yourself who can actually explain it in a way that makes sense and and then I can use that information to like you said to go away and do the work that I need to do to feel yeah. safe and secure and create those spaces so yeah no it's it's, it's exciting it's great it's, it's really 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 helpful so thank you thank you for joining me and this is the thing we all think that our star sign is all of astrology and it's not I would say it's the tip of the tip of the iceberg there's a whole other world going on underneath we are all born with birth charts and that birth chart does tell the story of our life and how that manifests is what we've discussed over the last hour or so it manifests differently for all of us but we've all got the same planets in our birth chart we've all got all 12 star signs in our birth chart we just happen to have in your instance the sun in pisces so when you say your star sign is pisces you're actually just telling me that when you were born the sun was in pisces but you know what the moon was in cancer and Venus was in Aquarius, and Mercury was in Aquarius, and et cetera, et cetera. So you've got all of the planets in you, all of the star signs in you, and they all fall into a birth chart, which is contained of what we call 12 houses, and they all represent different areas of your life. So this all manifests, and it goes far beyond the star sign of Pisces. I appreciate your time, and I hope you continue to express your individual voice and support other people to find their individual voice because it's such a key part of your journey in this lifetime. And the key thing is individual. Okay. It is about being individual. It's not just about having a voice out there. It's about having an individual voice out there. But that's your journey. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Penny. Thanks, Laura. You've been listening to The Stars Behind the Stars, which is the show that uses celebrity stories to demonstrate the real-world manifestation of the astrology energy. Subscribe to the Stars Behind the Stars in your podcast app to make sure you don't miss an episode.